Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again for today's uh, episode I'm joined by Mike. Hello Mike. Right, how's it going? Glad um, to good. be back. Yeah, it's good to have you for this episode. So today we're going to talk about something uh, that's on everyone's mind at the moment and of course that's the US presidential election. Now normally Mike, um, as you're well aware, uh, we wouldn't normally cover elections as such but of course this is uh, a monumental election in terms of all other events that are going on in the world at the same time. Yeah, um, as with the rising energies that seem to be going on at the moment, the world has never been more divided, and it keeps on getting divided and divided more um, to try and cause that um, into war, essentially. And so we just want to bring a more discerning viewpoint on this election period to help balance those energies. Yeah, so I'll add to that, whether you're a devoted QAnon follower, or an orange man bad Trump hater, uh, irrespective, uh, we hope you'll uh, enjoy um, our episode today. And and just as a heads up, if you're if you want more of a kind of how should we say, not so discerning Mike, or more of a tribal partisan view of what's going on, please do check out my latest YouTube video um, where I talk about um, the election in more how should we say animated tones. I have to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Mike, in today's episode, just to give our listeners a bit of a heads up as to what they could expect, we're going to first of all uh, look to the um, background, so we're going to look a bit of the actual election campaign, um, then we're going to look at some of the fallout, or well, actually then we're going to look at uh, the allegations of election, election rigging and what might have actually taken place and the techniques that might have been used. Yeah. Uh, then we're also going to look at, so the election was now a week ago. So we're going to look at the fallout, what's happened in terms of the media's response, how looking at some of um, the techniques that they're using, some of the censorship and why they've ordained uh, Biden as the president-elect. And then we're just going to share some final thoughts that will hopefully add some sense of uh, discernment and balance to what, as Mike said a few moments ago, is a very... uh, it's a very polarising thing, this election. It always was in the run-up, and now, obviously, with, with the result, it's just added to it, hasn't it? I mean, really? I swear, I don't know this one, but has this been the longest election to call so far? Like, I know. Do elections normally take this long in America? No, they don't They don't normally take this long. That is, that's right. So, Mike, we'll crack on. And so, if we first of all, we look at the actual... Um, run up to the election and the uh, campaign. So the campaign itself was very interesting because there was a stark divide between uh, the Democrat uh, candidate, uh, Biden of course, and the Republican candidate, Trump, President Trump, because on the one hand Trump's campaign was very Hollywood uh, as much as you would expect from the character of Trump. It was very loud, it was very out there, you had thousands of supporters at his um, rallies and uh, in one instance, I believe that uh, there was a cavalcade of 96 of, of a distance, I should say, of 96 miles in Arizona of Trump supporters. And then we switched to Biden's rallies or political campaigns, and they were very low key events, weren't they? You had a few SUVs in a parking lot, all social distancing, of course. And I've seen some footage of whereby supporters have been standing in bizarrely enough um white circles yeah isn't there like white circles with chairs in them like you can only sit here yeah that's where the members of the press were sitting yeah so there's this stark this stark divide and just want to make this final point on this um 
the the exit polls uh, and the polls during the um, during the actual campaign was saying on average that Biden had a lead of around about eight to ten points. And so they the mainstream media were taking that forward and saying that it looks like it's going to be a landslide victory for Biden and that Trump hasn't got any chance. So, of course, um, what we saw during the campaign didn't really bear that out, did it? No, it was quite interesting to see, like, um, there was an initial influx of um, Trump. Yeah. Um, then it kind of, like, balanced out a bit. And then, for some reason, out of nowhere, Biden just overtook. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was going to be that um, a lot of these uh, votes were going to be from um, mail-in. And, yeah. and that was going to be mostly Biden votes. So, was it just they were counted later and that's how they got added in? Because I thought they were already counted, if you know what I mean. Mm. And and the interesting, another interesting thing is that um, related to the campaigning is, of course, the mainstream media and Trump's opponents use these mass rallies and it, as an excuse to berate him, as an excuse to criticise him, as an excuse to say that he's an irresponsible leader because there was no social distancing going on at any of his campaign rallies and therefore he's not... Um, fit to be leader of the country because he's letting this virus get out of control. So that was a co uh, common narrative we saw during the campaign, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the media bias um, on Biden's behalf, it yes, seems to be. essentially spokespeople for Biden. Yeah, yeah. Um, were all about, oh, Biden's won this, no problems, you know, everyone yeah. hates Trump at the moment. Yeah. So that was the sort of narrative the media was putting out. Um, well, at least the sense that I got. I really didn't look too much into this because I try and stay back from these whereas i probably look too much yeah <laughs> kind of the opposite so um yeah i'm sure anthony knows more on me about this one but um yeah like you said there was just no one at biden's rallies thousands mm. of people at trump's but the one thing i can't understand yeah mm. is you know biden is literally the least charismatic person that they could have literally put up against um against trump yeah and yet, somehow, he's managed to get more votes than um, Obama ever did. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in, in a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, you allude to an interesting point, which uh, we've had discussions about this in recent weeks and months uh, since the election campaign started, is why did the Democrat Party put up such an unconvincing uh, candidate? Now, we know Biden has a long history within the Democrat Party, and within the Democrat Party itself, he's, he's highly respected. I mean, we could uh, question why that is, but we have to accept that. And he's part of the Democrat political establishment. But, you know, you I know um, we were just saying before this recording, perhaps someone like Bernie Sanders uh, would have been a more convincing character. But like you said, Mike, he's not a deep state cabal player. He's 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 not an insider. So perhaps that's why he wasn't elected. As yeah, definitely. Um, we've seen it happen many times with um, Hillary. He was put up against Hillary. 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 Yeah, and um, so um, he got um, outtaken from that. I think beforehand he was trying to do it again, but didn't win that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he's been trying at it for a long time to actually mm -hmm. make a difference in this world. Yeah, he's, and obviously, of course, he was, uh, he was um, deputy to uh, President Obama. And at le on at least three occasions, I believe, that uh, Biden has uh, run for president uh, unsuccessfully. So, um, as again... We're looking at the evidence before the election, and then we had uh, what the mainstream media are still calling Biden as president-elect. They don't, they don't marry up. There was certainly no populist uh, enthusiasm for 
uh, Biden. And, and as you were saying before we came on air, Mike, it's the only enthusiasm there was for Biden was the fact that he wasn't Trump. So all of the kind of orange man bad and all of the people that go into states of psychosis at the thought of Trump winning another election, they w literally would have chosen, a, you know, a rat or a ferret. Yeah. Anyone but Trump kind of. So thing. we do have to talk about the sort of voter types going into this election here. Yeah. Um, so basically, in any election period, you've got um, people that always vote the red. Yeah, well, they would always traditionally vote along party lines, whoever. Yeah. So, oh, and the people that will always vote blue. Yeah. Um, now, Trump is such a kind of like Marmite devising character that there is people that will vote Trump because he's Trump. Mm. And then there will be the people that will vote for the other team, no matter who that's put up, yeah. just because it's not Trump. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And um, it did seem that in this election, on the face of it so far, mm. is that he pissed off more people than um, liked him. Mm. But, as we're about to go into, one of the big controversies um, during this election and the run-up to it was um, Trump kept on mentioning this was going to be the most rigged election ever. Yeah, yeah, thanks wow, for that little intro. Yeah. pretty surprising to say that since Russia exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said on numerous occasions that the Democrats will try and fix this election. Perhaps wasn't so, uh, how should we say... Uh, clear cut in his language, but he strongly suggested, and we had all these controversy. We had the controversy, I should say, Mike, around the mail-in voting in terms of the changes that were going to uh, take place to the um, qu qu equivalent of the Royal Mail was the U.S. Postal Service, I think it's called, yeah. back in '28, whereby they were trying to bring in new systems, weren't they? Uh, and Trump oh. stopped that happening with kind of voter fraud in mind, perhaps. Well. This seems to be a bit of a complex one. I don't know all the details, no. but there was um, some changes being made at the Postal Service, mm. which were suddenly um, put on hold because everyone was scared with this election period going on. Yeah. Um, so I think they had to step back on that one. And it seems to be that Trump had quite an impact on that situation. Mm. Um, not only did he then stop extra funding um, mm. to the Postal Service so they couldn't go ahead with these changes, yeah. um, so there seemed to be at war, but also um, he, the the person in charge of the postal service, is not on good terms with uh, Nicola Pelosi as well. No, so no. it's all quite interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue around that, but basically it seems as if Trump was trying to play his hand to mitigate or minimise any postal vote or fraud. Perhaps. Yeah, because um, if there is any fraud to be, that would be the easiest way to get away with it. I would believe. I mean, like, to be honest, the American voting system is very complex and strange at the best of times, mm. even without the fraud aspects on top. Yeah, so um, certainly this will be interesting for our UK listeners who are not uh, familiar with the US electoral system or how the electoral college works. Um, so I put a link in the description, Mike, uh, from a really interesting clip from a very popular YouTuber uh, who our listeners may have heard of called Adam Ruins everything and in his clip he explains all of the vagaries and inconsistencies of the system yeah um it's a brilliant episode do highly recommend you watch it um fantastic guy i like all the stuff he does but um just to get into the the nitty gritties of it for a little bit quickly yeah so the system in america is so convoluted it's basically not democratic at all basically oh sounds like the british system <laughs> well they go much further than that at the end of the day you just vote for an electoral college voter yeah. to then vote on your behalf right do they then vote for the president 
Yeah. Actually. So, um, at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter um, how many votes, um, how many people vote at the end of the day in one in one state. Yeah. All that counts is the number of electoral votes right. are from that state. Right. Okay. And it seems to be um, a weird non um, non representative way of winner takes all. So it could be fifty one percent of the state votes one way. Mm. And then suddenly they get all the electoral college votes for that state. It's not d divvied up um, proportionally Equally, in that proportionally, sense. Yeah. Um, so you've got that. Then you've got on top of that that they can literally redraw the lines about how they count the votes in that state. We we'll call it gerrymandering in a British context to redraw the political boundaries, the constituents. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that you can make it, make sure that you win based on this winner-takes-all system, yeah. um, depending on how you draw those state lines. And as he shows on the video, um, you get these very weird patterns, don't you, that yes. just literally make no sense. Yeah, just because they want to win the, the, the system. And so they very much rig the system to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, then you've got the fact that it's non-proportional in a sense, so winner-takes-all scenario, mm -hmm. and that's why you can literally flip states and flip electoral votes from one way to another just based on um, the numbers in that way. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, you've got the fact that the way they actually vote in America is very convoluted. So like the slip you get to take your vote on. In the British system, it's very easy. Just a few boxes, you put a mark in one of them. Well, it's just the name of each candidate. And in most constituencies, it'd be no more than five or six. Yeah. Or something like um, but in America, they've got these huge slips where it's just like, you know, everyone running for president. And yes, they would have even had Kanye West on the slip. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but then you've also got um, who's running for House Representative and who's running for the um, Senate. The Senate. Mm -hmm. um, and they normally represent it in such a convoluted way sometimes that you can actually mark one box thinking you voted for one guy and you voted for someone else. Right. Um, so, you know, they do everything they can to make this process as complicated as possible mm -hmm. to make sure that the person who's actually voting has as little impact on the end result as possible. Mm. So obviously coming into this election, we had the vagaries of the US system, which similar to uh, the US, uh, sorry, the U UK British system of democracy has lots of anomalies and certainly is not proportionate and is not very democratic. No. And, and in a British context, it's known as the mother of all parliaments. And it's it, that's kind of ironic if you think about it. So also, so we had that coming into this election and then um, we've had... I mean, I have to admit, as I said on my YouTube video, um, I was surprised because I was under the impression that actually Trump was going to win with a landslide. That was the impression that I had. And if there was going to be any fraud or manipulation, what was going to happen was um, Trump's opponents and the mainstream media were with run with he's gone power mad. He's Hitler Mark Two, and he's committed voter fraud. Right. Yeah. And then they're, they're going to have to go in and investigate and come up with some sort of spurious investigation and then say, oh, actually, Biden's won. So that's why I was shocked, because I, I thought I, I didn't think that the Democrats would try and manipulate the vote in real time as such. Well, 
to be fair, when it comes to the powers that be and the way they play their games, um, nothing is on the ta- off the table. No, They'll sure. do whatever they need to do at the time to um, on what they think is necessary. Mm. I mean, just take the election when Hillary lost to um, Trump. Yeah. She then started asking for recounts and started throwing her toys out the pram. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, her, her claims weren't true, and um, it was decided that Trump won. Mm. So um, it's going to be interesting this time around, seeing where Trump is now throwing his toys out the pram. Mm. If it turns out, if he is telling the truth, there is voter fraud going on, mm. or not. So let's just, uh, Mike, just just look at different. Uh, let's just go through some of the allegations, and then we're going to look at this aspect of how it might be that this was like a sting operation in that the Democrats and their collaborators in the deep state, the cabal, whichever phrase you want to use, were set up. So first of all, let's look at some of the uh, allegations that have been made. So the main ones are that uh, in the uh, Electoral College uh, vote in the specific areas, um, I'm not sure if it's repeated across the country, but it's said that you've had instances where by more votes have been cast than those registered to vote in a specific area. So this is where you have the phenomena of uh, allegedly dead people voting. And now we've seen with the... um, the payments that have gone out uh, since the coronavirus, I'm not sure what they're called, but like benefit payments. Stimulus checks. Stimulus, thank you. They've been sent to people that have deceased. So we've got oh, part I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. that's happened as well. Now, I have to admit, I did try looking up that uh, more people voted than registered thing. Mm. Um, the best I could find was um, statistics of like just the percentage for each state. Yeah. But they never did define if it was that the percentage of people voted by each state just by the number of people in that state, or if it was um, the percentage of people that voted compared to the number of people that are registered to vote in each state. Mm. Because, as we know, America has a weird system where it can stop you voting if you've been incarcerated, and there's, I think, over 5 million Americans right now that um, should be able to vote. They can't through systems like that. And many more who can't vote for other reasons. Yeah. And so also we saw, Mike, uh, a lot of irregularities around the actual uh, voting centres or polling stations. So some were closed early. Uh, Some literally they, you know, they they were they put barricades at the doors. Uh, Some we've seen pictures whereby in order to stop proper scrutiny, the windows were blocked. So there's lots of underhand kind of things going on. Yeah, I mean, one report I heard, I'm not sure if it's verified or not, was someone saying that they found an entire box of ballot papers discarded discarded in the bin outside and they just all happened to be um, for Trump. Yeah, and um, I think it's important to add at this point is um, I very much doubt that there's been any free free or fair US or UK election in history but Mike what a lot of things that are coming to light is that it's just the extent of the um, manipulation uh, and fraud that's gone on that's meant it's just um, it's come to the surface whereas if it's on a smaller scale it's a lot easier to hide. Yeah um, so obviously when it comes to these allegations at the moment nothing has been proven one way or another Mm. but there does seem to be enough um, corroborating evidence to point in that direction. Mm. I mean, we're just going to have to wait to um, the Supreme Court lawsuits mm. that are going through. Mm. Um, like, um, for example, me and Anthony have just heard about reports about Pennsylvania flipping. Right. Yeah, but it's actually if, been awarded to uh, Trump. Yeah, but if you try and look this up on the internet, There's you no can't. news of it. Yeah. So you know, everything's a bit 
it's up in the air yeah, and because yeah. the mainstream media are will go into a bit more of their censorship post-election in a while but they are just literally closing down anything i just want to add to this idea of election fraud and um manipulation of the vote so um i heard this information uh, yesterday actually that normally the america um through the cia they they remotely control uh elections in countries when they want to um how should we say make sure a vote goes in their favor or in favor of their man or woman yeah. normally this has been in central and south america in countries like el, el salvador um countries like that mainly during the reagan era and this is a system called hammer and scorecard and this it is it is alleged that the hammer and scorecard system used by the cia was actually used in real time during this election by the democrats and their supporters to affect the election now some are saying uh, that that's unprecedented because normally it would be just foreign elections that the cia would manipulate but in this instance it's obviously been a u.s domestic uh, election so again that points to them being extremely desperate because they knew for reasons that we've said before uh, about biden not being particularly popular that trump was going to win and win big so they had to pull out all the stops to stop that happening yeah um i definitely think every tourner arsenal has been used during this election on either side i mean they they often talk about you know did russia or china influence their elections mm. what they never really talk about is how much did big business or special interest groups influence their elections yeah and and it's and of course one of the the things that we had after trump won the election against Hillary <coughs> Hinton um, was uh, the effect that you know the allegations that Russia was involved, which of course has proven to be non nonsense, and then we had um, the attempt to impeach Trump, which came to nothing. So we've had all these attempts yeah. before the election, and I think Mark, uh, Mike, part of the coronavirus uh, was also to discredit and hope in Democrats wanted that as pressure to remove Trump. I mean, obviously there's a whole agenda as well but one of the boxes it ticked was their attempt to get rid of trump which obviously uh, hasn't worked so far so i think it's i think it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that they would have used measures uh, like i just said hammer and scorecard to, to like you said to throw throw everything at trump to make sure he didn't win yeah um because trump does happen to be this very polarizing character um i'll have to admit i'm not a big fan don't like the fellow at all mm. um he's so egotistical i can't stand the man basically mm. but at the same but time you don't let that fully discolor your perspective of what you might have might 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 and might not have done yeah so at the end of the day trying to take a bare viewpoint on this you've got one side trump who's like i said not exactly the best person to be around or you've got biden um but at the same time i think biden might be worse because you know he definitely has the pedo vibes to him <laughs> sniffing all those girls hair and i would just add in defense of trump <laughs> is he's the first president never to have started a new war he Which removed is quite the, an interesting he removed fact. the united states from the world health organization he didn't sign the paris uh, climate agreement or uh, climate accord whatever it's called so um as again as i said in my youtube video he he um i definitely think he's not a deep state player he's not part of the globalist agenda and that's why they're literally thrown at everything to make sure he doesn't retain office weird thing if trump never actually um started a war 
Doesn't he deserve the Peace Prize better than Obama does? Oh, that was just, that was like <laughs> inversion, wasn't it? That was. Because Obama started the um, drone killing, drone yeah. program, didn't he, to kill yeah. all those people? So, um, yeah. And yet, Trump, wow. Yeah, fair enough, crazy world. <laughs> um, Mike, I just want to bring our listeners back to this idea of um, Trump foretelling what might have happened in this election. Um, so, back in 2018, he formed a new. Uh, government agency um, goes by the acronym of CISA. It's basically Critical Infrastructure Agency. Now, under Critical Infrastructure comes voting, right? The whole yeah. voting process. So again, that points to him knowing that something might have been afoot. And under this uh, agency, apparently, um, there are up to 16 states. Is that right? I think there's 16 states that are currently being investigated and I'm there are sure many, there, there yeah. are federal um, federal investigators, not troops as such, but federal investigators who are now um, checking the electoral process in 16 states. And I believe that is part of the CISA or they are part of the criminal infrastructure agency. So that just points to, again, how Trump and his supporters, they were preparing they were preparing for a long time. It seems to be. I mean, like, if it is a case that um, this voter fraud has taken place, um, especially by the, the mail-in vote system, which, by the way, I don't think we've actually mentioned this episode, that this has all taken place under, under the direction of the COVID narrative, lockdowns and all that, yeah. um, which has led to the um, voting by mail-in in the first yeah, place. Sure, yeah. And it looks to be like that's where Trump thinks most of this um, fraud has taken place. Mm. And in terms of, uh, Mike, in terms of uh, actual ballot papers themselves, so not the mail-in, the normal ballot yeah. papers, uh, this is information that I've gleaned from various sources, so it does seem to corroborate, does seem to be legitimate. This is the idea of the fact that every single legitimate ballot paper or voting paper has some sort of encryption code on it called a QFS code. Now, this is linked to the blockchain, which means that it can be remotely tracked. Now, I'm not sure whether this relates to the watermark or not, but what we do know, what does seem to be true, is that every le every legitimate ballot paper, as I just said, can be tracked and traced. Now, I would assume that means that there can be a proper, I mean, they can all be um, remotely counted. Is that right? Well... I'm not sure to what um, limitations no. or how this code works. I've only sure. just heard about this now, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but my imagination of it is basically a more advanced version of a QR code. Yeah. Which can Hence be the Q. Yeah, which can be scanned. Sure. Um, to verify if that um is a a valid ballot paper or not. Yeah. Um, and if they start registering ones that are outside of the range of allowed values mm. or um, have the same value as another one that's already been counted, mm. then that would show up on the system. And it is also said, again, we can't uh, lay claim to the veracity of this comment, but that the Democrats and their supporters didn't know, know about this. They didn't know or they are unaware that this code or this system is on all the ballot papers. Take us that as you will. So it'll be interesting to see if this is true because that will only take what a couple of weeks to go for a recount yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's taken a week to get them most of the way for a count to begin with. Yeah. So, <laughs> so taking all of that together, Mike, it does seem as if there might be some element of this which is like a sting operation. In other words, they've let the Democrats and their supporters walk into the trap 
rig the election if it yeah. happened. We're waiting for all of the evidence, and then to kind of claim the prize afterwards, if you like. Well, it's always the best way to do things like this. It's called um, giving them enough rope to hang themselves with, mm. yeah. um, because you let them show who what they're truly like. Mm to actually catch them in the act um it's always one of the things that um you know if you go to a police and go someone's going to do something bad they'll be like okay then never mind but if you go someone's done something bad they'll definitely there to come and help you yeah yeah sure and also just moving on now mike is to focus on um the mainstream media because they're obviously big big players in this because they've set the narrative since the election which was now a week ago and a few days ago, um, it was on Saturday actually, after the election, the mainstream media called Biden and they said he is now president-elect. They called the result of the election, which they don't have the legitimacy or authority, as you and our listeners are well aware, they don't have the authority to do that. So after that fact, well, not a fact, they're claiming it a fact, I should say, what we've had is a tirade of abuse against Trump, it's like um, they're saying he's a sore loser. He won't. He won't resign. He won't um, say that Biden has won. Um, you know, he he's um, he's just again, once again, this demonstrating he's not a democratic figure. He's demonstrating that he's a divisive figure. And we're seeing lots of well, I should say I am because I focus on these things more than you do. I yeah. the mainstream media. We're seeing the talking heads in the mainstream media looking very smug. And very happy that it appears that Biden's going to be uh, the 46th president of the United States. Now, alongside that, Mike, what we're also seeing is levels of uh, eye-watering censorship. So a few days after the election, Trump came out and this was the first first White House press conference. And from his perspective, he called it out. He said that this has been a rigged election. There's voter fraud, you know, going on in every state. It's just not isolated. And during his broadcast, I can't remember, but it was quite a few, at least CNBC, a big, obviously, network in the US, they cut off his words whilst he was speaking. They actually said, we're leaving the feed from the White House now because the president is lying. Wow. This is totally unprecedented. And as censorship goes, it's 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 just, you know, staggering. Yeah, I mean... Whether you like Trump or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing they're um, very um, leftist Biden supporters. And they're like, no, we don't have any mention of fraud. We can't have that topic of conversation on the table. Um, And that's why they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. But it's quite interesting. I have to admit, one thing that I've noticed, um, just looking at the election stats today, is that they do seem to be calling this election purely on hearsay so far. Because yeah. if you actually look into the numbers of how many votes have been counted for each state so far, mm. for every state that Trump's won, mm. they are counted um, minimum up to 97% of the actual votes that are put in have been counted and um, accounted for so far. Yeah. But in the states that Biden's won, most of them are only like, 80% counted and they've already called it his mm. when um, by the looks of it they could easily go the other way if they counted all the votes yeah I, I'm I think that's just another example of how they're trying to set the narrative so the narrative before the election was based on so-called exit poll, well not exit polls but based on the pollsters that uh, Biden had an eight to ten point lead and was going to win by, win by a landslide so now they're just setting the narrative that Biden is the president-elect he has won 
we're calling this election. So now, you know, your average Joe six-pack in the street who doesn't think for themselves, back to our issue on social conformity, check yeah. that one out, <laughs> who has no capacity for independent thought and doesn't want, doesn't want to look up the truth of situations. We can never know the ultimate truth. We can have some no. sort of idea. They're now walking round, you know, millions and millions of people around the world. Biden's won. Biden's yeah. won. It, it, they literally are doing everything by hearsay nowadays. Yeah. I mean, the same with the British government with the whole COVID story. Mm. Sorry to go back onto no. that, everyone. Well, we can't really avoid it. But when they downgrade the disease from not being highly infectious back in anymore, March or April, and then we have to go into lockdown, um, you know, it's like it's literally hearsay from, but hearsay from the government. Mm. And another thing that I, I picked up on also is that they really are throwing a lot of personal mud at Trump. So firstly, yesterday I saw a story in the Daily Mail, Daily Fan, as I like to call it. Apparently, Trump's wife uh, wants to divorce him. Absolutely no truth in that. Well, we've um, got no idea, to be fair. Yeah, but I... Yeah, I would suggest it's part of this whole idea of cor cornering him and saying... Yeah, know, they're, they're just saying everything at the moment, truth or not. Yeah, and also something else that's um, come to the fore is also Trump's niece is coming out. She spoke before the election saying, you know, orange man bad, he's a horrible man, all the rest of it. And finally, something else I'm seeing in the media is normally when a new president is elected, you have this sort of transition period between now and January the 20th. Yeah. And they're saying the normal protocol is the incumbent president, you know, gets together with officials from the new president and his officials and they agree a transition. What's going to happen now? They're saying because Trump has not um, stepped down, is not congratulating Biden as the winner. That's going to cause problems to Biden coming in. And it's just another example of uh, Trump's intransigence, another example of his, you know, thick thick-headedness his stubbornness so they really are throwing everything at trump right now and as we just as i just spoke about in terms of them actually censoring the president himself they are not allowing anything that runs counter to their narrative yeah um it does seem crazy what's going on in america right now um it's one of the reasons why we decided to do this episode today um because it does seem to be that um there is a possibility of this breaking out into a very odd civil war where it won't be state against state it will be everyone against everyone else because you yeah, know no. literally dividing lines um are so fractured in the fact that you could have in the same household people fighting each other against oh i want this person to win no, well, like the brexit yeah like the brexit debate exactly yeah good point and just lastly on this kind of post-election media coverage what I find interesting, whenever I watch Sky or BBC News here in the UK, the way in which they portray Trump's supporters is ridiculous. They look, they always show them with guns, right? And they'll always try and frame them as right-wing hicks, right? Now, even based on the manipulated vote, it looks manipulated. There's no way in which the whole of um, the demographic of Trump's of Trump's uh, voters could be all these right-wing hicks. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. They're trying to create a stereotype. And yes. if you create a stereotype, it kind of like, if it's a bad one, essentially, you go, well, I don't necessarily want to be um, considered a Trump supporter if that's the stereotype I'm going to sure. get associated with. Um, so it's all the way of trying to manipulate people in this sense. Mm -hmm. And that's why they didn't. I didn't see any stories in the in the mainstream media about this 96 mile length cavalcade in in the state of Arizona. 
you know, and they didn't show much footage of his rallies, Trump's rallies, and whenever they did, it was only done as a reason to beat him with the COVID stick. Look, look, they're not following social distancing. So, you know, sorry to bang on about this point, not being very discerning. Uh, no, but the, the media definitely was very biased on this, because even though Biden is the most uncharismatic possible president creepy joe yep um sniffing girls hair forgetting what he's talking about half the time there's no way people would consider voting for that guy as someone to lead the country no um just on the face of it not but it's only when you got comparison of well we've got a we've got a rally behind him because it's against trump situation well, anything but trump you could literally put a furry animal anything up, a puppet you know, you know literally with a hand in the guy piece standing next to it goes like them <laughs> Yeah. And so um, what I want to also talk about, Mike, is in terms of uh, the election now, how do we think that um, what how do we think events are going to unfold between now and January the 20th, which is when the inaugural ceremony takes place? Because I think that the voter fraud is so endemic and so large scale that I think it it will be released now. I'm not sure that the the mainstream media will cover that. I think their censorship is now it's like it's literally hundred percent, and so will the public unless they research online. If there's any YouTube videos left reporting the truth, how will they gain knowledge of it? Um, to be fair, I think it's one of those things that if these lawsuits go through and voter fraud is actually found out to be true, um, there'll be no way they can't report on it. But what they'll do is they'll downplay it being like oh this rogue person who really wanted biden to win was behind it all um, so they suggest it's small scale or a few bad eggs yeah uh, and then just kind of like dismiss it and move on they won't make a big deal out about it even to the fact that they won't go but it's not what trump was on about so he was still crazy if you know what i mean because right. you know that's the narrative they're trying to push so you think that will be the narrative of the mainstream thing? when it when it comes to it if it comes to it you know everything's so up in the air at the moment trying to predict an outcome at the moment is a bit ridiculous but there is definitely about three or four major outcomes that i can see being most likely at the moment in various different ways right like um for example um Trump's making all this fuss about voter fraud. Just imagine there's no voter fraud. You know, nothing's discovered because there's nothing to discover. Mm. They get Trump out, but he still tries to do his best to stay in. You know, in that case, it might actually turn into a bit of civil war scenario because all Trump supporters will rally behind him mm. and it will go ridiculous because, you know, America's got to that um, boiler point situation now mm. where... You know, it's 2020, craziest year ever. Why not have a civil war? Have some fun. America needs it, I think. It then could be a situation where voter fraud is true. Mm. It's found out. Um, and then um, Biden literally has to step down and admit defeat because of the voter fraud. Trump gets um, kind of like verified on being true and what he was saying about the voter fraud. Yeah. Um, he carries on for another four years and every single Democrat voter is crying their eyes out because, you know, they're like, oh, the election was stolen away from us mm. as far as they're concerned. Right. So they'll, they'll just spin it in that way. Yeah. Um, so... And there's very uh, more possibilities of 
beyond that that I haven't really talked about today because, you know, everything's still in so much we flux. We get into the realms of pure speculation. I mean, all I would like to add as a last point in terms of moving forward, what's likely to happen, it's important to remember that under US law, to subvert election is akin to treason. Yes. Now, I believe under US law, um, that equates to the death penalty. I'm not quite sure how that works in individual states, but if it is proven that this election has been stolen, on some level, there's going to have to be investigation. There's going to have to be uh, arrests. Now, how will the mainstream media play that, Mike? How do you think... Now, both you and I don't expect to see Biden and Harris in chains, Kamala no. Harris in chains. But on some level, they're going to have to throw some people under the, the, the bus because there's going to be a lot of bloodletting. Because as much as there'll be Democrats who think, oh, Republicans have, you know, Trump's stolen the election, this fraud isn't real, or it's small scale. There'll be some Democrat supporters who actually think, oh, my God, this is awful. American democracy has been destroyed. I want blood. So how do you think that might play out? Well, that's one of the more interesting ones, because... Um... Normally, with these situations, there's just a lengthy um, investigation. It goes on process. for years. If it's anything like British investigations, yeah. Yeah, it will go on for years. They will suggest a few people as being um, possible culprits, yeah. never actually rallying enough evidence to prove it's them, if you know what I mean, because these sort of people who do these things are going to cover their tracks as best as possible. Mm. Um, but the people that do get thrown under the bus, like you say, will just be the lower level people who are actually doing the, the bad things. It'll be literally, it'll be ballot officials. It'll be right, you know, it's not going to be people that we know in the political sphere. I very much doubt it in that respect. Yeah, and as we know, um, Mike... All that it needs to do is the media to move on from the election and the public's gaze perception moves elsewhere. It brings, yeah. yeah, it brings me to mind um, like the episode we did on the Truman Show. The very last clip of the Truman Show, you've got the two security guys Oh, in yeah, the booth. what's on next? What's on next? And that's what they'll do. They'll take the media away from, from the... Sorry, get it right. The media will take the public's attention away from this idea of investigating and treasonous behaviour and it'll be yeah. something else. It'll be the next scandal... Yeah, the next big thing. Yeah, so who who knows how that will play out? But we just want to leave our listeners, uh, Mike, with some encouraging final thoughts. Because I think there's a danger of becoming attached to the outcome. I know myself um, that, you know, if there's any injustice that's happened, if there's fraud that's taken place and the election has been stolen, I know that I'm attached to that. Uh, being revealed and justice being served okay but I need to remember that by the same token it could be that um, it's not proven and that Biden um, yeah and Biden <laughs> takes office on the 20th of January now I think for all of us during this time during um, you know the intensity of the energies that we've spoken about on discerning consciousness the shift in, in energies that's happening is it's mindful to remember not to be drawn in and that's what yes. i mean by being attached to a specific outcome and i know we've had conversations before this recording how i have a danger of 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 doing that and it's and it's just to just to share with our listeners if you are feeling aggrieved now if you're a, a trump supporter and you're feeling angry and 
you know, you want justice uh, to prevail, which there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you're a Biden supporter and scared that um, this report of um, vote fraud fraud is real and you're worried that that's going to come to light. It's about stepping back from the game Mm -hmm. Um, because that's all this is at the end of the day. It's just a little game, entertainment. And we all put so much expectations on an outcome. Yeah, I agree. It is a game to some degree, but on the physical level, it does have quite uh, serious implications. But when you zoom out and you see life in terms of like being the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you kind of need to do in this, because I mean, you know, not going to lie, me and Anthony very heavily into the uh, conspiracy world. At the end of the day, all these elections are is kind of like a game being played out um, to the distraction of the world while the real bad goes on behind yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, just because Trump was the president for the last four years doesn't mean the bad stuff didn't happen. No. I mean, all we can tell is worse stuff didn't happen because yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, I would, co- I would agree with that. It's just I mean, that, the yeah. fact that no more wars, the fact that he didn't deploy military on the streets when um, they were having the riots in America, mm. you know, they point to good actions. I'm not saying that it's all bad one way or another. It's just that when your attention is so heavily derived um, to a situation mm. and then you add the fact that you want a specific outcome to happen on that situation, mm. that situation and that outcome controls you. Um, and once it controls you, it controls your actions, what happens, and you start getting worried. Well, it controls your emotions. Yes. Um, and what you need to do is step away from that and realise, well, actually that's just who the president is the world's not going to stop tomorrow because it's one or the other um you know things might not be great or things might be better one way or another who can know so you just have to step back and realize that you're in control of your own life and you can only control that the best you can yeah because the thing is thank you for that because the point is i guess and i need to remind myself of this when emotions get out of hand that's when rationality goes out the window and that's when you could have things like violence come into the fore and I must prove my point and you're wrong and then you're into this sort of hell spin of conflict and And that's where I think America's heading up well hopefully not but you know but you know I'm not I I wouldn't be a very good example would I if I went down that trap of getting my emotions pulled yeah so that's why um, we want to put that energy out there to try and um, combat this um, build up of you know, I must be right about this. Sure. No, I must be right about this. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so I think I'll round things up here now, Mike. And just to just to add that I'm sure we will be revisiting this issue as more things come to light. Yep, more evidence comes forward. We'll definitely readdress this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just to uh, just before we finish, just a reminder that you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you could have followed me on Twitter until they banned me. Oh, you've so, been banned from Twitter now? Yeah, I, I think I made a less than um, polite comment about Obama, but never mind. That's a story oh, wow. for another day. So I'm just in the throes of trying to get that <laughs> reversed. But there you go. So, yeah, I'm also on YouTube, and all of the links are in the description below. I'll also put some other links which backs up some of the information we've been sharing and also the Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah, because that's some good stuff. I learned quite a lot about how the US college electoral system works. It's very, very, very interesting. So thank you all for tuning into today's show. 
Uh, it certainly is interesting times, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, it literally is watch this space. <laughs> yeah, watch this space because this movie is about to get a whole lot more, a uh, whole lot more interesting. So I'll just leave you with these wise words once again: never truer than now. And that's uh, remember, folks, if you're not in control of your consciousness, then someone else is. Bye. Thank you.